Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey, kids, let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down. She's talking from the skies and sitting lives a feel-good sound. Traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Chits. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high heel shoes. Got her wings on, too. You know, I've never seen a better stew. Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. I am getting close, awfully close to my hundredth episode. Never thought in a million years I'd do a podcast, (laughs) let alone be getting close to a hundred episodes. I'm going to have to start thinking. I think I'm going to have to do something special for a hundred episodes. So um, I I have to keep you posted on that. But for now, we've got a lot of great stories, a lot of fun, hijinks, the music for this episode. Um, I've been doing a lot of London trips this summer. So I've been using their underground, which is the tube a lot. And you know what? In the tube, they have a lot of musicians that sort of set up shop, you know, put out their little hat. But the thing is in the in the tube stations, you know, they've been around a long time and there's a lot of tile. It actually has great acoustics. Like, I'm surprised how how good the street performers sound <laughs> in the London subway. Let's just get on with the show. You know how we always, in first class, we used to serve, uh, we used to give out hot towels. Yeah. And this flight attendant, being this good Southern Georgia girl that she is, was walking through the cabin going, wet rag, wet rag. <laughs> It's the summer, and in the summer, you always get people who don't fly very much, so it's always, um, there's always a lot more questions and a lot more confusion, and I'm used to that. I've been flying a long time. It's been lots of summers, but, you know, every summer, someone will come up with something, and I'm, this was just yesterday, and um, I'm walking through picking up trash. I've got a trash bag, and it's half full of trash, and there's a guy, he's like 50-year-old guy. It's not like he was old or young, and he throws his uh, customs form in the in the trash bag and I said oh um 
did you make a mistake? You know, do you need another one? And he goes, oh, no, I thought that's where they went. And I'm like, with, with the trash? <laughs> like, like, how in the world? How in the world? How in the world would filling out a custom form and then throwing it away accomplish anything? I'm like, no, it's trash. You you probably gonna want that, or you just gonna yeah fill out another one. Um, anyway, they they always surprise you. So this next story was sent to me from a listener, and it is in um, YouTube, and it was uh, ten funniest airline parodies and it actually this one came from totally wild adventures i thought it was cute so what's involved in becoming a pilot a lot of this now there's so many gadgets and buttons and levers what do they all stand for this one's to get the uh, air hostesses from the back what does this gadget down here do get foxtel that's the internet <laughs> Um, and then I'll, you know, I'll just chuck on the Gilmore Girls and just watch that for a while. Sometimes you log on, check your emails, Google something. A, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of it is guesswork. What's the best thing about being a pilot? The best thing about it is the freedom, Jess. The freedom to look around, to know all this is yours. Why doesn't that work at the stretch? What are the best parts for luggage? I can put as much luggage on as I want. Being a pilot, you have so many manuals and yep. books to learn. Yep. What does this book teach you um this is the da vinci code this is my journal uh i like to make notes sometimes um sometimes i'm in the sky and poetry comes helps me speak different languages <laughs> if we're stuck in japan i can decode some uh, bad bad place here what does that, mean? that means bad place here what can i do i love you do you love me you are in seat number 32. <laughs> so what i usually do is ma, ma, ma. Ha! Definitely buckle in. Um, I've had a few whiskeys this morning. Surprise, <laughs> folks, how are you going? When you're on the plane, don't stir or cuss. Have some fun on this airbus, 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 airbus. Okay, What's the trickiest thing about taking off? Uh, just staying on the runway at the moment is the trickiest thing. from a listener named Alex. And he was saying, um, you know, the episode where we talked about the emotional support animals were sort of getting out of hand on the airplane now. Everybody has a, an emotional support Bijan <laughs> Shih Tzu. <laughs> Everybody just wants to bring their animals. So he said, along those lines, I have a story for you. Uh, I was at the Home Depot. 
I just entered the store, walking along the aisle, separating the checkout from the merchandise aisle, and I ran into a man with a seven-foot-long boa constrictor hanging around his neck, and I freak out because I hate snakes. I quickly grabbed the item I was shopping for and run to the checkout. Uh, the clerk checking out my purchase had the theory that he's probably um, compensating for his own personal small snake. But later that night, when I told my neighbor about it, she said that it probably was his comfort animal, you know, his emotional support seven foot long boa constrictor snake. And he said, well, hell, I didn't feel very comforted. <laughs> We were uh, boarding on L-1011, and we used to have to clean up the airplanes. The flight attendants used to have to clean up the airplanes. And we had the old headsets that looked like, sort of like a stethoscope. So we had, somebody left one in a seat pocket, and it was a flight that we were gonna have to charge to see movies on. So this little lady had, was a pre-board, sat down in her seat. And uh, we walked by, and she had, pulled the end out that goes into the plug. She had pulled it out and pulled it and tugged on it like you're supposed to do with oxygen mask and she had it shoved up her nose. (laughs) And the flight attendant said, ma'am, are you all right? She said, I was feeling a little weak, but this oxygen is making everything much nicer. Thank you. On a flight coming back from London yesterday, these nine old ladies got on the plane all in wheelchairs. Nine old ladies in wheelchairs. And I'll tell you, these ladies, they're from Fort Lauderdale, and they're probably originally from New York, just guessing. But these ladies were straight out of old lady central casting. <laughs> they were a hoot and a half. Um... And a very large test of patience. Um, you know, I helped them put their bags up. And uh, basically, you could never walk past these ladies without them wanting something. Uh, I'm assuming they lived in like an assisted living home. You know, they were in their 70s, 80s, something around there. And um, I'm guessing they have, because it's like an assisted living, that they have people helping them in general. So they're used to, quote unquote, assistance. <laughs> But you know, uh, there's only like one of us for every 50 passengers. So these ladies really needed their own personal flight attendant because in the beginning, I was still being real nice and trying to be helpful. And like, I'm, it's the beginning of the flight. So we go through with hot towels, even in um, economy. And uh, I'm handing out hot towels. I'm going hot towel, hot towel, hot towel, handing them out with little tweezer kind of things. And um, this lady goes, this towel is hot. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're hot towels, you know, it's meant just to wash your hands. And she's like, it's hot. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a hot towel. <laughs> anyway, I'm still just being nice, you know. Um, I mean, I was nice the whole time. But at one point, it really did get funny because these ladies were a handful and a half. So um, I have a whole bunch of stuff to do. And like I said, they would just stop you every time or grab you. And um, this lady was trying to use her TV. And now I know that older people have trouble with technology. And actually, you know, our TV systems, video systems on every plane is different. So a lot of people have trouble with them. So I, I wasn't surprised when she was like, I can't find any movies. So I wasn't sure if she couldn't find it or maybe her, her 
video system actually needed to be reset, you know? So I'm leaning over the lady on the aisle helping this lady and I'm like, oh no, here you, you have movies. There you go. They're, they're here. It's working. And she goes, I've seen all those. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I really can't help you with that. You know, I don't know what movies you've seen. She's like, I want to see something I haven't seen. And I'm like, oh, well then yeah, you're just going to have to keep strolling through here because I... I really have no idea what movies you've seen. And, you know, she probably has a lot of time on her hands. <laughs> She's seen a lot of movies. <laughs> I've never, never had anybody, I've never had anybody um, do a lot of things that these ladies were doing. Anyway, so then, like I said, every single time, they're, they're, they're wanting stuff and they're stopping you and they're complaining, lots of complaining. Uh, that's, that's sort of what, um, the, like the New York Fort Lauderdale flights, that's what they're famous for. But in general, I don't see it that much on international. Anyway, the best part was, oh, in the middle of the flight, one of the ladies pulled over, one of, uh, there's a good-looking male flight attendant on our uh, trip, and she's like, I can't, they're talking loud, because they probably have trouble hearing, and they have their headphones on, and lots of times people don't realize they're talking loud. So she's saying this, I, I'm back in the galley, and I could hear her. She's going, I can't hear it. And he's like, here, I'll, I'll make it louder. So he's pushing a little volume. And she's like, louder. <laughs> she's saying it really loud. And he's pushing. And she's like, louder. <laughs> he's pushing it. She's going, louder. <laughs> At one point, because, <laughs> you know, people are trying to sleep. And here's this old lady going, louder. <laughs> he, he's actually looking back in the galley. And I'm laughing because, you know, I've been dealing with them the whole time. And this was his first, uh, <laughs> his first episode with our nine old ladies. So, at uh, before we're landing in in the states, we do a um, it's a light snack. It's uh, it's either pizza and ice cream, or this was a calzone and ice cream. So I'm on the beverage cart, <laughs> and this is like aisles before I get to the nine old ladies, and the one <laughs> says, "Hey, what is this?" And she's holding up the calzone, and I'm like, "It's a it's a it's a cheese calzone." She's like, "Ah." Uh, so I'm getting closer to her, and then she, she's holding up the little plastic utensil thing. It has utensils in it and a napkin, and she goes, I, This has a fork and a knife. How am I supposed to eat ice cream with a fork and a knife? And I'm like, um, there's a spoon in the ice cream lid. She's like, no, there's just a fork and a knife. And I'm like, no, not in there in the ice cream lid. And she's like, it's a fork and a knife. Boy, these ladies had some anger. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're you know they're spread out in a number of rows so I, I get like one row back and another lady's going what is this <laughs> like, it's a calzone and then the other lady's like i only have a fork and a knife <laughs> because they're hard of hearing and they got their headphones on they don't hear what the lady the ladies in front are yelling about the exact same thing and here they are what is it i only have a fork and a knife <laughs> There, there was a, a janitor at the Air Force Academy, and uh, uh, he thoroughly enjoyed his job. He was always there cleaning, but the cadets that were at the academy always, you know, he's the janitor, so right. so they would leave trash around. They, you know, purposely do things. This went on for years and years and years. And um, is this a he's had it story? Well, <laughs> then they found out. They had to do some research papers, so one of them decided he was going to do research on this janitor. 
you know, it's kind of a joke. Right. Well, when he did the research, he found out the janitor was a Medal of Honor winner. Oh. And once they found that out, and he didn't brag about it, he didn't, you know, he just, he enjoyed his life. Once they found out about it, then they started cleaning up after themselves. Right. They started inviting him to things, and it, it became pretty, uh, pretty famous person on, on the campus after that. Oh, that's great. It's nice. go to the paint store a couple times recently because I was doing some touch-up paint trying to get my place ready um, to sell so maybe I can move to Hawaii and not have to commute and I'd actually have more time to do the podcast and stuff. Anyway, um, I was at the paint store because I, I kept getting the wrong color and there was a guy, he, he was he was like about my age I think and, uh, and I'm finally checking out so I've been there a few times and he goes, uh, what do you do for a living? And I said, oh, I'm a flight attendant. I work for the airline. And he goes, oh, well, that makes sense. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> he goes, well, I figured it was something. You're awfully chipper. <laughs> About my black lab. <laughs> one day one day I went to my girlfriend's house and I was driving a Mercedes convertible and the dog was sitting in the back seat. Oh he's got a I yeah. <laughs> so I a black lab and a black Mercedes convertible? Yes. Wow, so I, I went towards the garage and uh, my girlfriend came out and she said, Oh you have to come in and meet my son and his children and I said, Oh I can't because Shiloh is in the car and she said, Well, just take Shiloh and put the leash under this shelf here where she stores her cokes and waters and everything. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. So he'll be in the garage and he won't be scared. So I did that and I just had been, I just finished closing the door from the inside and I heard bang, 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 pow, pow, bang. And I thought, what in the world could he have done? Well, the poor dog started to run. But he, he took the shelf with him. All the Cokes flew off, the sodas flew off, the water flew off, the shelves flew off. And, wow. the, and the dog started running down the street with a shelf behind him jumping. Wow. A three-story shelf like a three-tier car. It's a big dog. It's a big dog. It's a big dog. So okay. here he's running. Well, he was a puppy at the time, but okay. he was a big puppy. big puppy. So we are yelling down the street, stop the puppy, stop the puppy, stop the puppy. Nobody stopped him. They were all laughing and watching. And I thought, oh my God, the insurance company, 20 cars smashed up by a shelf that the dog was running with. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? So finally, yes. my, my girlfriend was barefoot and she started running and here's two 60 year old women running after <laughs> the dog, me in high heels, running down the street, everybody just ignoring us. Around the corner, some guy grabbed the shelf and he had the dog. So, luckily. So this summer, I have been on a bender. And it's been a theater bender. I haven't seen, I haven't seen, I haven't been to the theater in, I don't know how many years. It's been a long time. And yet this July, I have seen three plays in London. Uh, I had been wanting to see the Book of Mormon ever since it came out because I saw some um, 
some of the songs on the Tony Awards, and I heard some things on the radio, and it was just so funny that I've been wanting to see it. Uh, it's been sold out in New York like since it came out, and I had checked when I had um, London layovers, and there were never any seats available either. So I had a London layover, and I thought, you know, heck, I'm just going to take the tube, the metro, you know, the subway, uh, underground, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm just going to take the train over there and just see, I'm just going to go to the theater. You know, maybe there's some return tickets or something, because I've just been wanting to see that show forever. So I get over there, and um, I'm I'm standing in, they had a line for return um, tickets, but you know what, those tickets, because the the theater people would come out, and they'd sell them full price, and they're 120 pounds. I mean, that's almost... $200. $200. And you know, that's just really above my pay grade <laughs> for, for entertainment. So I, I, even though I was standing in line, I was thinking, I, even if, you know, it got to me, I was like, now number like two in line, I'm thinking, I, I, I just can't shell out that kind of cash. So um, there was a guy selling scalped tickets. And I don't normally would ever do something like that. But uh, he had three tickets and the face value on the tickets because he had showed me were um, 50 pounds but he wanted 120 pounds so he wanted 120 pounds for not that great of seats and you know I wasn't going to do that either so as it's getting closer to showtime two other people in line decided he came down in price and he came down to like 80 pounds so 30 pounds over the face value and I still really wasn't willing to do that and I figured he only has one ticket left and there aren't that many singles people go into the theater like me so I thought he's he's gonna come down because once the show starts he's just gonna have to eat that right he's not getting that money back so I'm, I, I had offered him 30 and he wouldn't go for it and now it's 7 30 it's time for the show and he's still one wanting 80 pounds so I thought okay fine I'll go do something else uh maybe I'll come back another day and then finally he was pretty mad at me it was five minutes after the the theater the sh- play started he was like all right 50 pounds which is how much the ticket costs so I got in for 50 pounds and um they I had to wait and I missed the first song and then they they waited for the end of the song when people were applauding for me to get in and I have to tell you if you have the chance that was the funniest play I have ever seen I was crying I had tears rolling down my face I was doubled over I was laughing out loud I, I laughed basically the entire time it was just a fantastic theater performance and the songs it was just so witty um and I then my next layover I was sort of buoyed by that theater experience I thought I'm I'm taking the two back over there and I had um, done some research and saw some other plays uh, that were getting really good reviews and I wanted to see this play called The Curious Incident of the Dog at Nighttime and it got great reviews and I went to that, they have a discount ticket place, and it sold out. And the other play I wanted to see was Once. Um, it's getting good reviews. And I've never seen Wicked, which I'm way behind, but I hadn't been going to the theater for so long. So all of those, they, they had no seats for. So I thought, all right, you know, I did pretty good going to the theater the last time for the Book of Mormon. So I tracked down the theater for the curious incident of the dog at nighttime, and I got in the line for the return ticket. Same same M.O. as I did in the Book of Mormon. And um, I was talking to people in line, as I want to do, because, you know, you get a lot of good information. Uh, they were like, I said, has anybody come out with tickets? Has anybody gotten in? And they're like, yeah, some people have got it, come out, you know, and it was full face value, so like 120 pounds. And they go, but that girl right over there, they point over to this girl, and they go, she has one ticket. I'm like, she has one ticket? So I went over there, and she's like, she said, oh, yeah, hi, I, I'm, I'm just here on a business trip. 
she was only in London for one day. And she said, I bought these two tickets thinking one of my coworkers would go with me and nobody wanted to go. And she goes, I'll, I'll sell it to you for 20 pounds. And I was thinking, 20 pounds? <laughs> Jackpot. And uh, she goes, oh, but wah, 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 it's restricted view. And uh, I was thinking, well, you know, for 20 pounds, how bad can it be? But I have been to plays before where it said restricted view, where I had a big like pole in front of me. And I'll tell you, that's just miserable because you basically are mainly listening. You know, like you, might as well, you might as well hear it on a CD. But I, I thought, you know, I'm here. Uh, it's 20 pounds. And I was like, let's do it. So the, the two of us go in there and um, she, she went to the bathroom and I was just trying to find the seats. And I, I asked one guy and he pointed me a direction. He's like, and open that door over there. And I opened the door over there and it was just like some doors that kind of looked like bathroom. So I was like, maybe he means further on. And I kept going. I ended up back outside. <laughs> so I went back in the theater and she's in the bathroom. And uh, so I asked somebody else and he's like, right, right through there. And then your door on the left. And I, I did the same thing. And I ended up back outside again, and I was thinking, where the heck are these seats? Like, how bad is this restricted view? Is it from outside? <laughs> so finally, one guy took pity on me because obviously I was so pathetic. I just couldn't find the darn seat. So he takes me in, and lo and behold, it was a box, a box seat oh, for just the two of us. Uh, for t And I only paid 20 pounds. I couldn't believe it. Um, and the reason why it was restricted view is you kind of had to lean over um, the box to see, but you could see great. And it was uh, an amazing um, vantage point. And, and she, she, had, she came out of the bathroom. She, she had all kind of trouble finding it too, because you just don't expect to go through like this door and, and you weren't expecting to have a box seat, you know, when it said restrictive view. And then if that wasn't good enough, and the play was astounding, by the way, it was like getting into the mind of a, they never said if he was autistic or Asperger's, but it was like getting into the mind of um, someone who's challenged and they like basically like they projected all these numbers and too many people and, and like you're trying to like, like literally like, um, literally like seeing the world through his eyes. It, it was fantastic. And the, the main performance was unbelievable. But here, here it is to top it off. I got tickets for 20 pounds. I've got a box seat. And then after intermission, somebody knocks on our little box door. And we're both looking like, well, who's that? Because there's only two seats in there. And the guy goes, I just wanted to let you guys know that one of the actors, um, Siobhan, is going to be coming up here. And the lights are going to be coming up here. And she's going to be doing her lines from your box. So we were like, Oh, okay. We're thinking, wait, <laughs> like, man, have we scored on this? You know, <laughs> I paid 20 pounds and I had box seats and now one of the actors is coming in. So she came in and the lights came up and I, the whole theater's looking up at our box <laughs> and she's doing her, it was just, it was just unbelievable. So then the next week, you know, it's just a few days later, I thought, shoot, I'm having such good luck. I went and I got, uh, disc I went to the discount ticket place and they had tickets for Wicked. Um, and I got half price tickets and I got a good seat and it was a Friday night. I couldn't believe, um, and you know, that show, I'm sure I don't have to tell most of you already know, most of you have already probably seen it, but it was really good and, and the production value and the sets. Cause it's, they just do a great job in London. Uh, it almost made me think, gosh, you know what? It's funny. You see three plays in one month and you think I should have gone into the theater. <laughs> I think I would have liked doing that. Anyway, I had a jolly good time at the London Theatre. Uh, you used to work for a different airline, so some of your stories are different. Can you think of any off the top of your head? 
Uh, the most famous one that I remember is um, Elliot Streisand. <laughs> And his buddies were going down to Florida on one of my flights, and they were drinking lots of beers, and they decided to have a belching contest. And the customers in the froze in front of them and behind them weren't real happy about it, so we had to <clears throat> cut that one right off. Tell, ask the quick belching? Belching, yeah. Do you know who mm-hmm. was winning? Uh, just his little entourage. Oh, you didn't know uh, who was winning the contest? Oh, winning the contest. Uh, no, it was grossing me out, too. So I tried to remove myself from that situation. Well, I want to thank you guys, anybody who's gone to my website, bettingthesky.com. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, it helps support the show. It doesn't cost you anything. And this past month, it's always interesting to me, the variety of things. I don't see any names or anything, but I do see what people order. And, like, somebody bought nine sell signal boosters for their cars which was fantastic and then somebody else bought a bunch of grape protein shots you know it's like a lot of range on amazon if you want to support the show please 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 go to my website bettingthesky.com click through the amazon links i get a little something you help support the show it doesn't cost you any more thanks of course, we know we get passages are non-revenue. Non-revenue meaning that they're our buddies, our friends, our family members. So, this one gentleman sitting in first class. Poor thing. I can tell he has never flown first class before. However, that's okay. We've got to make it a good experience. So, I walk up to him, sir. Would you like something to drink? Uh, let me get a ginga ale. <laughs> I said, pardon? Ginga ale. So, I walk back to the galley. Real confused. Real, com- you know, complex looking. I'm like, if I says, what's wrong with you? I said, this man asked for a beer, I think. It's something ale, ginga ale. And I said, oh, Jesus. He wants a ginger ale. Sorry, it's not beer. It's ginger ale he wants. So I walked back to him and said, here's your ginger ale. And he looks at me. Thank you. update. Uh, In my last episode, I did a little bit about when shower curtains attack and how I hate um, in certain bathrooms how the the shower curtain will just kind of keep coming in and keep coming in until it's touching you and it's touching your naked body and you know it's been touching all kind of other people's naked bodies. Well, I'm happy to report that my listeners are very smart and I got emails from Mark, Simon, and Stephanie and they all had the same cure for shower for attacking shower curtains, which was to leave the one side of the shower curtain open so let some of the air come in. So uh, like one of them said, it's basically just physics. Well, I guess I actually, I don't think I ever took physics. So <laughs> I, was, uh, I wasn't so good in the, in the shower curtain physics, but you know what? They were right. It's worked better. It sort of solved my problem. So thanks, Mark, Simon, and Stephanie for my shower curtain answer. Okay, so something happened. <laughs> first year out of Newark. Yeah. First officer on takeoff. The, the uh, flight deck door opens up. He screams at us. You think you learned how to close the door? Oh. Got up, slammed the door, thought I broke it off the hinges, but we didn't. But you know what? I have a feeling you're the wrong person to say that to Yes. Okay, so he screamed at you. Okay. But he forgot to get his water. <laughs> so knowing what I knew about little Junior... I gave him a 1.5 liter bottle of water, and he drank it as I thought he would. About an hour later, he decides he needs to come out. 
He calls. I said, I can't let you out. I got a problem in first class. I need to finish with it. Of course, I was sitting on my jump seat enjoying the daylight hours. He calls about 20 minutes later. I really got to go. Not yet. I'm not finished with my problem. <laughs> so the captain calls. He says, I know what you're doing, and I don't blame you, but would you let them out for me? Wait, sweetly, dog. Come on out. <laughs> so this came from a listener named Derek, and he used to work for an airline catering company. And he said, um, at the time, most of the UK carriers used to carry stewardess dolls and airline uniforms as part of the in-flight sales offering. Yeah, we used to sell them uh, duty-free for forever. Anyway, these were packaged in a cardboard box with a cellophane window, which did not reveal all of the doll. Well, would you believe the guys <laughs> who provided these dolls um, would actually have underwear and the guys in the bonded store would carefully remove the doll from the box and place the air aforementioned undergarment around the doll's ankles and neatly replace it back in the box. <laughs> he said it always made me laugh. Well, actually, we used to uh, forever. Right now, we don't have the stewardess doll, but forever we had the stewardess doll. And when we put a few items on top of the duty-free cart before we go through the cabin going duty-free, duty-free, duty-free. Anyway, um... Like he said, <laughs> sometimes we would carefully, because you don't want it to look like it's been used, we'd open the box and take the little stewardess doll and we'd mess up her hair <laughs> and we'd hike up her skirt <laughs> and then we'd take a little vodka bottle, <laughs> but, you know, because she had a little like suitcase. <laughs> so not only did the little stewardess doll have a suitcase, but she also had messed up hair, hiked up skirt and little handy dandy vodka bottle well that's about it for this episode of betty in the sky with the suitcase i hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together thanks bye Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.